0: Please pronounce your names correctly for me. My name is David Miran,
1: And my name is Antje Meyer salvi
2: And where are you all
0: from? I was born in Upper Austria. I grew up there and then I moved to Vienna for studying. And I graduated here in Vienna, but also lived in Japan for basically a year, also studying art.
1: I grew up in Germany, in Bavaria, not far away from Vienna. Then I, I was in a university in Prague and, <laughs> and in Vienna and in Berlin. And I, yes, I speak Czech and I my uh, master, I wrote about copistic um, architecture in Prague.
2: I don't know what that means, but that's fine. <laughs> Sounds very impressive. Very Congratulations! Impressive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
2: right, uh, and now you all run. I know it is CEO Vienna, but it has a bigger, broader name. So tell us a little bit about the the publication website that you have constructed.
1: As we founded the, uh, we are a content agency. We have we founded this agency in two thousand and nine it's we work for the creative industry we make content we we are not a pr agency and we do we don't do marketing that's a that's a little different difference and i think a few years ago at in 2016 we we said okay how can we bring the creatives into the light uh bring them on stage so to say and then we asked the uh uh, we think about how we can do it, and then we founded the CO Vienna magazine. YCO that means in care of mm-hmm. Vienna. That means we don't want to 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 publish only about Vienna or Viennese creatives. We said, okay, let's start it from here, and then to mix them with international creatives. But the beginning of all and the and the center of all is Vienna. Vienna with this big history with this creative big this great huge <laughs> history about the, the human science and so on so and then we started online and then after two years we realized that especially the older people they took us not so seriously as we expected <laughs> and then we decided to make a print issue that, because a magazine has to be real, has to be analog, also be analog.
2: There is that sort of uh, ageist, almost sort of like generational issue. There's a gap, like... yeah,
1: between the, the, the generations. Yeah. But then, <laughs> the funny thing is that then came out that the older people ask us, what can we do together? Let's do it online, the older people, as they... 40 plus, and the younger people <laughs> got our fans because they said, Wow, that's so cool that you're now printed a print magazine. That's the coolest thing I ever saw. They were so, it was completely the other way around.
2: I'm so sad that I'm, I'm lumped into your older crowd. <laughs> I'm 46. So. Yeah, but
1: welcome in the club. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's fine. Right. Okay. So, so. But wait, I'm interested to go back a little bit. So you, for, you've for you been in existence for 10 years, and up until three years ago, you didn't have the, the publication and slash website. What, so what are some of these other things that you do, which we talked about offline? So like the writings for other publications and things like this, that's an interesting thing. Like I, I didn't know that that was actually a job. So...
1: Maybe I have to talk about it, but mm-hmm. then ask about the magazine, then ask David, because he's our uh, creative director, so to say, not for the graphic design, but for all the content. So it is also a new uh, uh, expression for somebody. He's a creative director for content. <laughs> so the word You content. have to ask him later, you have yeah. to ask him about it. Content's a buzzword, I know, know. That's I a buzzword, yes. Uh, we founded found this agency because we found out that not only big uh, companies, need content and text. also the creatives why why should creatives do it by themselves maybe they are only graphic designers or they're the architects but they're not writers and that's why we we founded this this, uh, this office and we have maybe we have not such a big income or not a, such big budgets <laughs> for our projects but the sum then uh Pay off. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That will come in time. Mm -hmm. They will come in time. Reputations build. Careers build. That's it. That's it. Mm So
1: our clients are uh, architectural offices, so very well-known, and we grew up with them, so to say. Mm -hmm. Now, we we started with them when they were very young, but now they're very well-known architect offices, and we are still working together.
2: I was so hoping you would say like yeah we write artist grants and we write (laughs) artist statements and things like that because that's one like as a creative person myself like I have a real tough time trying to eloquently express my visual work and that's a very difficult thing and it's nice to have this sort of a almost a translator basically so like I make something I talk to you I tell you what what I do and then you figure out how to eloquently express it in some way that I could never have figured out for myself
1: it's, it's even difficult now uh, we have to talk about ourselves sometimes about our projects this is very difficult to talk about yourself That's not so easy even when you're a good writer hmm.
0: It's always easier to talk about the other person, the (laughs) other product, the other project.
2: Yeah, I could sell the shit out of your artwork, but I can't sell my own artwork to save my life. Mm -hmm. Because I'm emotionally involved in it. I'm very subjective. I'm very engaged in it in a way that buyers and collectors don't care. (laughs) They just don't care about. But an outsider who is a potential person who is interested in it, they can write in a way that Mm. somehow expresses it better you know i mean this is i'm saying this for myself but i mean this is true for probably architects and graphic designers and all the other people that you seem to have as clients
1: and on the other hand you're somehow like a psychoanalyst (laughs) a little bit because uh it's you have to more you have to know also the story behind they tell you a story but you have to 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 know more than more than the words you write you write on your paper
2: you need to know more than even the creator knows like you need to find something that's Mm. yeah mm. what's the point yeah
1: what's the point what's the story behind what can we tell the journalists about this artist Uh, what what is the interesting what the outstanding thing about his work these are the points and you have to work out and it means that you have to talk a lot with this person with the creatives you have to know a lot about art uh, uh, David studied um, art, and I'm an art historian. So we, we yeah. come from this side. Yeah, yeah
2: absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, that term story behind, I've been hearing this more and more and more and more. Uh, I don't remember hearing this as a kid, uh, like in art school and, and any university, all the schools I went to, I don't remember hearing story behind. It seems like it's a very popular or a, uh, it's a very... Common expression. So, like the idea of this publication seems like a very interesting way to address the story behind, basically, kind of thing that artists don't often have access to. Yes? No? Yes.
1: That's, yeah, that's that it. I think uh, the thing is, I think the greatest thing in life for me is telling stories. And it's, maybe it's some, sometimes they're fairy tales, <laughs> sometimes, but I think the story about life. The stories about life are the most interesting thing. And I like really people when they talk about animals, when they talk about their uh, past, when they talk about their family. For me, that's very interesting. And at the end of the day, it's about telling stories.
2: How do you feel about that, David? Is it David David?
0: As you prefer. We speak As English, so prefer. David is fine. Okay. Yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tricky. Because, I mean, I, I agree, but... For me the magazine is um, also of an expression of art in a way because our publication is very specific and very unique on the market as well. and. Um to get to the question before, like uh, yes, we did the print to address elderly people for business issues. Yes, that's feel that's so one that's this, one but hand. But on the other hand, um, it's so not common how we do it, and our graphic design is so unique, and our stories and how we do everything is very special. I would say so. Actually, it's <laughs> it's um, it's not a business tool because it's something no, new, it's and that's the interesting thing about it. You need something analog to make it run and also to, to show all the qualities we have in you know, making uh, publications and making good content. So we have these um, skills and we did it. And on the other hand, you, you, can, you have the art and the art in the magazine is what, what I'm interested in. Like, you know, we have the text and we have the, the pictures and the pictures are not just like pictures. It's more like, uh, yeah, a visual culture. We try to to express, and we try to to combine these two parts and, and moving it together so perfectly that we have a very strong, you know,
2: meaning. Sure, I grew up with *Bikini* and Reagan and all those great sort of progressive uh, publications, and I love them. And I've noticed that a lot of publications these days are trying to make their publications more than literally just a, a, a series of pieces of paper, but they're actually doing sort of interactive. They're using, they're really pushing the medium of a magazine to new things with die cast, cut things, holograms, you know, foil stamping. And, and I, as you, I saw in your publication with the uh, scratch and sniff and all mm. these kinds of things. So going back to some older techniques, incorporating some newer techniques to really make a publication in the day when in these days when publications are sort of going away and in many markets into a an experience more than just a way to
0: express ideas exactly and also in the time of social media I mean we were so used just to have all the you know uh, digital items with uh, in the hands and stuff and when you make a magazine we try to to make it as central as possible and what you can do is we can hear the magazine I don't tell you how it works but it works and you can smell it you can just, hear the magazine yes yes that's true um you can smell it and there is also supplement inside where you can build something up and yeah. which is inspired by Andy Warhol's index book so we try to reflect a lot of like the, the history of magazine making and publishing and what's what's what can the media itself do and express and this is what we try in our publications and
2: that's, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, I have a background in in publishing and all this kind of stuff. So, like, none of anything you just said is cheap. <laughs> like, you've chosen basically like some of the most expensive processes to to pull off. So, like, you're young, you're new. I mean, this is you've only at this point published two physical publications. So, ad revenues, sponsorship, how are you all pulling this off?
1: <laughs> we have. Uh... I think it's a mix of, of a lot of a mix of everything, but as as I told you, we are a company and we <laughs> we know how to survive. So we are also. Uh, uh, I
2: know lots of companies that don't know how to survive. As
1: we know how to do business, of course we <laughs> we know, and we of course we uh, we published already a lot of books, and and and, and this is not our f- first publications.
2: Right, so you already had contacts, you already had relationships with yes, these people. Okay.
0: Yes, We have and a good network. Let's yes, say, right?
1: we have really a.
2: Network. That's the big word. That's a big
1: word. I would say we have a perfect network. We are really good connected. That means because we are so long on the market already, but of course it's a, really a fight yeah, to get it financed. And uh, it's at the end of the day, you have, you have really to. It's a mix of, of three things: earn money with other projects to mm-hmm. uh, to finance it. Mm-hmm. That's yep. how the other independent magazine. Do it mm-hmm. because there are these are graphic design offices
0: most agencies so they do like the second thing is yeah. Yeah.
1: that you okay. have a public uh the, the public support funding funding the public funding in Austria is not too bad but I have to say this addition we finance without public public funding I mean, we, are, we are very proud of it
2: as you should be
1: <laughs> and the third thing is ads yeah and we are and we uh, decided. Maybe this is also a tip for other creatives. What what is cheap uh, stays cheap, <laughs> and what is expensive <laughs> is worth it. <laughs> is it is it a, yeah. is this the right translation in German? <laughs>
0: in German, I don't know. No, we serve good quality, and we want good quality. quality. And being being um, in our magazine means you have to support us properly. <laughs>
1: So our the prices of our ads are as expensive as in other big magazines. And we get the price. As we get the money, yeah, we get the...
0: Yeah, we get the price. We get the price. We get
1: the price. But this is a strategy. It can be successful. It could be not. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a long history. Like uh, Hiroshi Sugimoto, a photographer, he... Early in his career, he set his prices as an artist. He said, "My price is this," and they and they said, "Nobody's ever going to pay that price. Nobody's ever going to pay that price." It took him like fifteen years before he even sold his first piece, but now his pieces are worth a hundred times his original. Like absolute, like I won't sell for less than this. So, like having a standard is oftentimes a very important thing to set your reputation up, because if you if you do cheap things, people get cheap results.
1: that's it but but be realistic when I see the young artists in exhibitions and they want to have 5,000 euros for really not well-known artists I know with this format you can have a price of 5,000 euros because you have this there there's some standards of how you make prices in, in art. But sometimes they say maybe it's better to be a little bit cheaper.
2: Wait, there are standards for prices in art? I don't know these standards. Yes, there, there's,
1: yes. Standard, there's yeah. a, a factor. A factor, how big like is the... by square
0: centimeter yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, the
1: factor 10.
0: In painting, for example. Are, seriously? Yeah, yeah seriously.
1: Yeah. There's a factor. You come with the factor 10, factor 9. You have to... Yeah, I have to Google it to explain very properly properly to
0: you.
2: I need to Google it because so, I need to understand this. <laughs>
0: it's funny, for example, when you start university, I think your factor is around four or five. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's very low. And then it rises the more you exhibit, the more you sell, the more you are in publications. And when you have a painting, you have like… The square
2: centimeters. The
1: square centimeters, and then you multiply it with the the factor. factor. And And then you have the price. Like uh, Gerhard Richter, the very famous uh, artist, he has the factor 10, for instance.
0: No, he's more, more, more. I was going okay, that's no, ridiculous. Like, uh, think, Is 20 30 or something? No, for example, I think uh, Arnold Freiner has 86 or something. So it, it rises until 100. Uh-huh. And I think a very, very, very famous artist has around 80 Okay. as a factor.
2: I understand. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. And that's
0: why it, the paintings of a very famous artists are very expensive
2: well but but the factor is based off of an x like there's a, yeah, a first variable what's the I first think, variable i
0: think it's uh connected to also publication i think art magazine or some somehow like a, a listing an international listing where it's it's related to the art market and being even this in, the, in this listing that you can
1: How, the ranking yeah. the
0: ranking and then you get your your factor mm-hmm
1: mm-hmm so you see, there's a there's a market for the prices are relatively fixed, and then you have to even I think this is a tip for for creatives. When your price is too high, it's not seriously, it's not serious. Just be true to be true. You have you have to really you have to serve quality, and you want to get good money for it. That's that, I mean this is. A, This is the rule, yeah.
2: Pricing art is one of those incredibly difficult things that, like...
1: It's not so difficult, I think.
2: (laughs) Okay, and Mm. I'd love to hear how it's not (laughs) difficult, because, like, from uh, my experiences, everybody's like, I have no idea, because, I mean, it it generally falls into one of two categories. Either artists seem to underprice themselves or overprice themselves. It's really very hard to find that really sweet spot of, yeah, you're in the right ballpark of the prices, still negotiable kind of thing, but, like, in the right area... I find that I find artists either very, very overpriced and very sort of arrogantly believe that they're worth more than what they are, or they completely underprice themselves because they're still young or they're not haven't been accepted by the industry yet
0: or whatever. I think it's um not so difficult actually. <laughs> I love it. Great. Tell me <laughs> this trick. Well, It depends of course of the media and uh, you know the material and the size but usually there is just like a very simple thing it's like is it a gallery price or is it a price which you know you sell in your uh, studio so when you have a gallery usually the price is higher because the gallery gets 50 percent so when you sell out of like in in german you have this expression the atelier verkaufen, to sell out of the, of the studio. Very common. Yeah, so it's, um, the price is very low. So a lot of like uh, collectors prefer that, of course, in a way, because it's cheaper. So that's the question, um, how you set your price. Like when you have, um, I don't know, a painting, it's around maybe starting by 800 euros, I would say, minimum, around maybe like 2,000 max, I would say. So usually your gallery price would like the double of it. Well, see, and that,
2: yeah, you all—we're here for publication. I feel bad talking about this kind of stuff. <laughs> no, no,
1: but, but but I think we look—we are somehow experts for the. Uh, that's why you're sitting here. We are we are really expert for the creative industry. We are we even asked for. Uh, we are asked very often f- uh, about things like this because really? we are every day we are together with creatives and we work in this field since twenty years. Me, David is 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 younger than me. I'm way too young for. (laughs) But we and and we really know the market. Yes, and we really know the market. I think it's really easy. You have like we work very internationally. We we do film. We do also produce films, and we work. We worked already in USA and in Romania, from Italy to Lisbon, internationally. Eric uh, maybe it's interesting for you the daily the daily fee for creatives when you're a graphic designer a cameraman is about is between 300 and 400 euros this is internationally for all these creative industries the same even in Romania, because this is the international price, because creatives work internationally. Mm. And that's why, that means not that they get it. <laughs> it's true. It's, but this is approximately, it's a, the daily fee for creatives.
2: So like, so if I sat back and said, okay, I'm gonna be in the studio and th- this particular piece took me five days to produce, off based off of that, I could charge 1,500 euros to 2,000 euros for that piece. And right. that would be a, a, based right. on that standard.
1: Right. And then i
2: and love that i'm a huge <laughs> fan of systems i love that idea no, that there's is, sort of a system is, to do this yes, it's, it's, but it's helpful this, maybe it's helpful. not working
0: maybe it's not working and it also depends like if you have an edition and how many you work you sell blah 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 but it's helpful to set the price
1: mm-hmm. i love
2: yourself. it i'm a huge fan
1: i didn't notice either because i thought mm. in, in in new york the prices are higher they are not higher <laughs> because there's a con- there's a concurrence is so high so you have a lot of graphic designer, a lot of very good creatives. That's why the prices are the same as in Europe. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. very interesting.
2: It's, for me, it's incredibly interesting. You are literally the first person I've ever talked to who had a very good concrete answer to something <laughs> like this question. Mm-hmm. Love it.
1: And, and the other side, uh, what, what, I, what I realized that a lot of creatives, especially when they're very young, They are so strict with their prices. When you see that a a client will be a client for the future, be flexible. That means you can make an offer and you say, okay, let's do it on this base. And when you have some uh, extra, extra offers, we will... Yeah, sort of like competing. We will we will, we will we will charge it again, mm-hmm. but be be more flexible. Sometimes I get from creatives I get cost estimation with uh, numbers like this, and then words what 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 happened if and, and and really very complicated, and this is really not very sympathetic. That means not that you have to be have to be cheap, but a client wants want also to see that you're flexible and. Yeah,
2: that's it. Well, it, mm-hmm. it goes back to like the whole point of like the idea of, of building relationships and things like that. So like, if an artist were selling something, you know, if a publication needed advertisers, if uh, you know, all the different relationships in the creative industry, it's about being somewhat flexible. I mean, you set a price, you you, you hope to get that price, but if the if it potentially looks like a like a long term relationship, let's say for advertisers, or if it looks like a long term collector who will continue to purchase your stuff throughout your career, then you you need to be a little bit sort of, okay, I'll give you a deal now for the fact that I know that you're going to come back again and again and again.
1: But but when it's possible, uh, give a discount, but uh, be relatively clear what you get back for it.
2: That's something that don't
1: don't keep it too open. Say hmm. okay, then that means next year I, I will send you an email. Next year you will uh, will buy in a second uh, a painting at a
2: twenty percent increase. Yeah, because everybody project. say
1: maybe I will buy a second one, and maybe we will do a second project together. I hate that. That's that's what everybody says, mm-hmm. and they never so, do. No, be very concrete. Say okay, I give you a discount, but what is the uh, uh, what do do I get back for that?
2: yeah contracts i mean i mean mm-hmm. just, you know anything in writing this is you know, a lot of the arts industry is done handshakes and pleasantries mm-hmm. and this kind of stuff but like contracts and having things in writing is much smarter across the board
0: yeah and be very clear i mean for me it happens a lot of times that people ask me i want to buy this stuff actually maybe you know i want to buy the work and i'm maybe. Like, okay, I reserve it for you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm very clear doing that. And the next day I'm, I'm writing the person on Facebook. So what's up now? <laughs> yeah. You know, Because usually it's a, it's a common phrase to say it. But for me as an artist, it's, it's, it's um, hard. It's, it's stupid then because I'm... You have you know, to survive yes, and you have to and, reserve the you, artwork. You're happy because someone is buying your work and then in the end nobody does because it's just a phrase you say to, I don't know, to be important or something.
2: And that leads to sort of the idea of, like, social media and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, getting the likes and getting the followers, like, it's all great and good, but that doesn't actually pay your bills. It doesn't, you know, maintain – it doesn't do anything for your career in certain ways, in a – finance specifically financial ways. Mm. I mean, it may make you feel good. You know, somebody's interested in your stuff. Somebody gives you a lot of likes. Somebody follows you, whatever. But that doesn't actually – to, uh, push your career forward it doesn't advance your career in any way i feel
0: yeah maybe financially it? but it in the end for me i don't know i think uh, when you use social media for yourself and also for the magazine you can you you know it's it's our media to talk to people and to address people so you can uh if you're clever you can use it very you know Wisely, And you can also create a reputation. You can create your image. You can create basically everything you want to share. So I think it's a very useful tool. But you have to reflect on it. Like not to be, you know, sad that you don't have enough followers or not enough likes. No, just like create good content which fits you
1: when you add some symposiums and so on, you see a lot of artists and creatives uh, use the social media, meanwhile, as presentations. Mm. So they don't show a PowerPoint presentation. They show the Instagram uh, Instagram account
2: which instead is the, of the, a presentation. Yeah, which is their portfolio, basically. Yes. And yeah. that's not what people want on social media, is it? They want... Behind the scenes, they want a feeling. They want the story. They want the. Uh, they want to get to know the person more than just look at their work.
1: But I think we, we are we are relatively relaxed. I think even our partners and clients and so on they don't care about the numbers. That's. It's not about the numbers. It's about the right to to get in contact with the right people. Maybe. A hundred of the very opinion leaders, maybe in the creative scene, is more important than 10,000 people around, uh, <laughs> around the world. I mean, it's really, the numbers are not the point. Mm. It's the point that you have to write followers, the right followers, the followers which are interest, really interested in your content. Mm.
2: Right, so quality over quantity.
1: Yes, that's mm. it. And it's not about how many posts you, you have per week. Have one a month, and really cool. And that that's much better. Mm. We also had to learn this. When you give a discount, talk about it. Never give a discount without talking about it. Mm. Because then the next time the, the client expect you mm. to give the discount the,
0: anyway. Yeah. anyway. Right. So
1: that's what, what I'm doing. I, I give her as discount, maybe sometimes also up to 50%, which is really a lot. But I write it I say usually it costs thousand euros, but you get it for 500 because you're my special client. But that means the next time also, also, you, as a recorded, <laughs> but the next time you have to pay the, the real price. Right. Yeah. But so again, when you give a discount, talk about it.
2: Yeah. Be clear that this is absolutely, this is not a, I'm just, you know, I like you and I'm being nice to you that, but it's, I'm like, I like you. I'm being nice to you. But it's a discount, and you'll have to pay full price in the future.
1: That's it. Yeah,
2: I yeah. yeah, Love it.
1: So, at, because at the end of the, the, the clients get used to it. They get used to the discount. That that's not the.
2: Yeah, well, like I work in. I was a photographer for twenty years, and I finally just got out of the photography game because I'm just like it. Too many people out there are happy to do it for super cheap, and low quality, and all this kind of stuff. And and so now people are accustomed to paying that low. Price and get the low quality, and they're fine with it because they can do their own filters on Instagram to make it look better. And so, like, they'll pay that. They they won't pay a livable wage for me as a photographer to be able to do it, especially with the technologies, because like I have to keep buying better cameras and new technology organic cameras, new lights, you know, whatever, you know, more expensive softwares, etc., etc. And it just it got out of hand to the point that I was just like, I'm done with it.
1: But but. I think there are a lot of people who offer a lot of, who offer the things much cheaper than than us, maybe, or photographers who offer things very cheap. But at the end of the day, uh, it it costs what it costs, and the the people have to survive. Maybe he offered this two times, and at the third time, this photographer who offered it for really cheap price. He will stop his business anyway because he cannot survive. Mm. But it's for us. It's very we are sometimes very angry about it because the people make the the prices so cheap in the creative market. And I yeah I think the people should not do that.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yesterday I was at a discussion round um, dealing with the topic of uh, the art scene and that's not enough money for the artists and we should get. Paid and you know, um, we should getting, unionize getting, and standardize. You now getting a fee for exhibiting in a group exhibition, like in Berlin, there is a Berlin model where you can uh, get money from the city because the tourists pay a little mm-hmm. percentage to the you know capital uh, to the to the city, and the city pays uh, the artists mm-hmm. a fee for exhibiting, which is great. And there was a discussion yesterday at Das Weiße Haus, and it was very interesting because there were different positions. There was a collector. There was a curator from the Museum of Modern Art in Vienna and different you know, perspectives, different positions and, and and so on. And, you know, it was, um, of course, it was not a discussion about, yeah, we're also poor and, yeah, you're right. It was a very active and a very, you know, interesting situation. And for me, actually, the, the, you know, what I got out of the discussion was that we have to talk about it and be clear. So, because usually you you don't get any money if you exhibit you know you don't even get production money so you pay well, you end up
2: paying money
0: because you have to transport exactly you need frame the transportation you need all the equipment and stuff and and now like in the also in the creative market i think we have to to talk about these things and just to say okay at least it's it's a symbol of course it's a symbol if you get 100 bucks for um, a group exhibition but you get 100 euros for doing it and i think this is important because if this is like a common thing you have to start doing it because then you can charge more over the years and decades but not starting it because the institution says we have no money well then get the money i don't care
2: oh yeah i'm very tired of the whole idea of starving artists that whole history i don't i don't know where it came from i don't know why it exists because like you never hear of a starving lawyer or a starving doctor but starving artist is perfectly acceptable and Mm. and it's tolerated and continued in our
0: in in modern days and it doesn't it doesn't have to be true exactly and also with the magazine as because you asked me before as well uh, off record when you asked me like it because it's print and it's expensive and how can you finance it and it's you know difficult that's the, the general opinion when you're publishing and of course it's super hard as we as we mentioned before but still it's working and i think it's also like the image if you if you start something which is you know intended to be difficult and hard to finance people usually believe that and i think i i, I disagree i think we have to change this 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 image of also independent publishing that it is doable and there should be money and companies should you know support it because it's great work and and journalism in austria is also very important to support you know all these kind of things and i think when you have a good product you have to be very proud of it to sell it in the first place and also to tell the people i always tell the people you know all these things i just mentioned (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah I think you have to be proud of your product and, and then at to, to, uh, in, in the, in the end of the day, what, what I complain is that a lot of institutions, they get money. And what I'm, I'm really, really uh, angry about it that a lot of people earn money with the creative, creative work of other people. And the art market and the art fairs in all these art high society, shikaria society, they can only have the clamor of art because there are a lot of creative people who work for this scene. Yeah? And these people who, may, who make the show at the end of the day, they're not paid.
2: Oh, my big pet peeve actually is the secondary market, the mm-hmm. auction houses, like because they're the ones that get all the publicity yeah, and the so press. They so good business mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. yeah, decade. That's right, and the artists mm-hmm. get nothing.
1: Yeah. And, and this is this is I think this is not a good way I mean I think all these uh, artists should say okay I, I uh, should we live streiken. to protest they, they okay. should they should protest yeah and at the end of the day they make dinners with artists and the artist is there and there's an opening with the artist mm-hmm. and 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 all the chikiya the the rich people uh, <laughs> show up there yeah. but yeah
2: <laughs> I've heard about these dinners why are they artists, there actually. because of
1: the art yeah
2: Yeah, these dinners with artists, I've heard. This is a
1: big thing, these dinners. And then a a really, a, a famous female artist told me, I'm now invited for the fifth dinner this month because she's beautiful, she's female artist, and she said, why should I do this for my gallerist? I'm not paid for this dinner, I'm not paid for my time, and I have to talk to all these people, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like attraction, I'm like a, like, you know...
0: <laughs> like a monkey in the zoo. Yeah,
1: like a monkey in the zoo, sitting there, oh, the artist. <laughs> oh,
0: she's crazy. And she's
1: really tired of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So." that's that's that thing and when the people when the people want to, to maybe to book uh, uh, ads in our magazine of course these are companies they have they have a they have a place with really really high-end journalism and high-end artworks inside of course then they should participate yeah. with they with their money that's but this is clear this is no question at all yeah. That's our opinion, yeah. But we talk too much about the money. Let's talk about our magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yes, let's do it.
2: Okay, so yeah. you've got... So the magazine is called CEO Vienna, yes?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: That, that's, that means in the care of, yeah. as I explained. In my, you know.
0: Yeah, we also have to claim uh, people we met, stories we heard. And um, yes, we have basically published two publications, uh, two magazines publications, yeah. to print uh, maybe it's like to be uh, precise it's a book scene, so it's a hybrid of a book and a magazine mm. so it it comes with the optics of a magazine but the content and the quality and you know, all like the also the time because we just publish once a year at the moment so it's um it's like a book And, um, yeah, we have a special topic to each publication. The first one was the private issue and the second was the beauty issue. And on the first uh, few, maybe this sounds a bit um, superficial, like a very, you know, a wide topic. What does it mean? But that's a very, um, of course, a bit ironic, but a very clever move, I would say, because we can do basically a lot of different things Mm -hmm. and make up the topic for a wider range, which is important because... As beauty, for example, beauty is a is a is a very um, uh, it's a it's a perfect topic, but it can be seen as something very superficial. But I think we've proven with the with the second uh, issue that it's not. <laughs> well, it's so, a very
2: subjective term, which allows for lots of mm, dialogue, of yeah, pro and con, you know. Like but everybody is driven
0: by it. the topic in a way. So because we have an optic, like we have a body, and we have you know. What is beauty? And we have to ex- express it. And it's like uh, Paul Watzlawick, we cannot not communicate. It's the same about beauty in a way. We, we are here anyway, so we have an, you know, an appearance and, and all these things. So.
1: And the funny thing is that we started uh, online and then we uh, went
2: to print. That's very normal, actually, because it's a lot less expensive and a lot sort of the, the barrier for entry to create an online whatever blog magazine now it's it's, is, it's it's a lot easier it's
1: normal but it uh, i mean the traditional magazines uh, did it the other way around yeah that's
2: true yeah if they've been around for decades and centuries they yes. they had this digital
1: the digital appearance and we we are publishing uh, once a week with new interviews with creatives but we take it very. for us it's very open creatives are also uh, scientists scientists creative people can be also
0: yeah we also have uh, social topics or political topics of course Mm -hmm. we have a lot of designers philosophers writers which lends to
2: a good question which is basically how do you choose like so if i'm sitting here thinking like Okay let's say there's a scientist out there or there's an artist out there or there's whatever and they say oh you know I would love to be in this publication my issue my, my issue no pun intended my my concern with about this is you all let's say you have this topic that you have chosen for the year let's say but the public we don't know what that topic is, so when we don't know how to submit something, like is there a submission process, or is it just you all sit in your office and decide for yourselves, and you make your own editorial choices, and then it just comes out.
1: The most important magazine is the online magazine, yeah, and the online magazine has no topic, so it's very open. Okay, and the it's very simple how we choose people, it's when they have good ideas.
2: But how do, how would they? approach you i mean i obviously well not obviously so let me bear with that i assume that first of all it has to be some the person or organization or whatever or the
0: topic of whatever they do has to be somewhat relevant to vienna not necessarily but sometimes of course because our office is here but um, i think the question is like we um, i think we have a very good team and a very. We have an excellent taste. <laughs> <laughs> You're modest, but that's okay. That's good. No, but like we we see a lot of things. We meet a lot of people. We're going out a lot. We we know a lot of people. We you know also with social media we get a lot of ideas, and it's also because Antje has a lot of contacts and a lot of ideas. I'm a little bit of a, in another bubble, and so I think it's a very nice mixture. And so we Antje is came, coming up with an ideas, talking to me. I'm looking at it. I think yeah, it's amazing or yeah it's maybe not so amazing and then we discuss and then we just say let's do it and give it a try
1: I think what is very important because we read a lot and mm. of course that's why uh, you're asking us it's very important when you already published in other medias mm. this is is a really a tip for creatives on, on, one, on one hand on the other hand just when you sell your story uh, to me that means you write me an email very simple and you explain why it why why it is so interesting what you're doing it's very simple because how should i know it yeah? yeah so or the other thing is you exhibit or i see your project in a, a there's an event, a, a event yeah. exhibition or something and or fair and I see your artwork and I say wow that's really cool it's very interesting and then maybe you you are there and you explain it personally to me yeah that that's how we get our informations or or even in the social media what you asked before I'm I'm in the social media and then I see wow that's really cool mm-hmm. that's that's how but I think uh, at the end of the day it's not when you when you have a pr text public relation text and you send a press release to us this is not so successful it's more
2: and be- that's excellent to hear because yeah. like you know tradition says oh you have to make a public relations thing so it's not that we generally if somebody wants to approach a publisher in this case a personal connection, basically saying like, "Oh my gosh, I was out of a newsstand. I found your publication. I absolutely love it. I feel like this project I've been working on might fit for something you're mm-hmm. doing."
1: But, but two days ago, we have uh, we had okay but we know them already personally, so we know that that they are really good photographers. They sent us a very good press release, very professional, and ask us if we can write something about them. Of course, we knew them, but we knew them before from other exhibitions. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to... Because at the beginning, of course, you're very uh, suspicious and say, hmm, is this person really cool? Is this really good? You Google him, you stalk them on, on social media. <laughs> of course you do, you do that. And But but mm-hmm. this was a group of, of young photographers. And then we, we talked about it. We had a discussion. And then we decided, yes, let's do something about them. Because they're young. We have to support them. And... We are, we are good <laughs> human beings. No, yeah, <laughs> mm. but b- because don't forget when we make when we make an interview with somebody, you you might know that takes us one week. Three person working on it because when we decide to make a story about somebody, that means not that we are so. Uh, that means that we. That means work for us. We invest something. We give something back to this person. Mm. This is really an investment, and we have really carefully. We have to carefully to decide about what we read we uh, what we write yeah
2: well it's also your reputation is what is based on that at
1: the end of the day and you have to, and it's like a like a theater like a piece of it's like theater you have to dramatize it you have to have something with architecture in in your magazine a little bit about design and maybe people who are not interested in photography what do we offer them so it, it's yeah it's it, its strategy a, l- a little bit mm. so so that means when you're not published it means not that you are a bad artist
2: mm. well see as an artist if i'm not published that is exactly how i feel that i'm a bad <laughs> artist If like if basically no publication will whatever run a criticism or a, a profile piece or anything like this you start you start as a self-conscious artist you start thinking like am i not any good and that's, that's a really hard relationship to that. You know, so, but, but one of my issues with this, and maybe you can help me with this, is artists will oftentimes like, they'll make a series of work or they'll make a couple pieces and they'll submit them to something and they get rejection, rejection, rejection. The problem that I run into is, is that we as creative people, we don't necessarily get feedback about what we're doing wrong. Like we know when we've done something right because we get a, a profile or we get an art critic that gives us a nice review. But when we do something wrong, nobody tells us what we've done wrong. And so, how are we supposed to learn? How you mean to what do you do right? wrong
1: with with your PR as with your PR? Because could, you, your it, it art could, could it, not be wrong. Well, art could, art could it, not be wrong. Well, but it
2: could be the quality of the artist. Poor or the concept is a, is not a great concept. But let's just go with the. But, PR but you're right. That's that your that that's a
1: big problem. That, that, that are a lot of artists and this is really a problem for us. That uh, when the when the when the photographers or the artists are very young, I think uh, sometimes I really want to tell them maybe, the, yeah, it's like <laughs> that. Maybe the quality of your work is not. That what we expect,
2: yet. and you and, can just say yes. Yeah, but we I? can't
1: say that. You're right. That's really a problem for us. Sometimes, sometimes I think we should help them. <laughs> but it's it's a problem. How can you tell somebody who 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 has his exams in art already that his art is. Mm, is is on a I mean, that's really difficult. Okay, yeah? but
2: it, it's not necessarily. You're not you're not specifically in the arts industry. You're not curators. You're not working at museums and things like that. So that you're more of the the publications and the marketing. So, like yeah, even yeah. the publication is the marketing. We but we do we the as same create, as it, a
1: curator at the end of the day. You do, yeah. You yeah. you
2: curate what's mm-hmm. in the magazine. Yeah. I know, yeah. But it's it's hard because you don't know what like. Again, you don't know what you've done wrong. Like, how do you? How did you approach the, them incorrectly or poorly? Like, if I sent a press release to you all, and you were like, "Oh, it's just a press release," you know, like, and it just it reads like a press release and it has no connection. Like, how do we, as people who want to be part of your uh, publication, know that we did something wrong? How can we do it better? So, I, I guess the question would be. What are some tips to, to like uh, how to engage with slash uh, approach publications to, that will be successful?
0: Sometimes I, I do give feedbacks. Um, Thank you. Yes, because I know it's I'm struggling. Sometimes the same, you're reaching in and you don't get anything back and it's frustrating. So I know both sides. But uh, it's, it's tricky, you know, like uh, we, we do an open call for the print uh, publication so we make up the topic write a little text what we expect and we we try to be very specific meaning do not send us ins, uh, installation pictures of your work because we are a magazine and we can't publish your installation view of the exhibition it, it does not work so we are not an a just an art magazine we do more so and then i get like um, installation pictures so, and i'm texting back like I'm sorry. Have you read the application correctly? Like, so
2: first advice. First advice. We yes, and
0: also, and also, you can. Tell if someone is just sending out stuff yeah. or if someone is really interested in doing something. We get a lot of um, Instagram messages, for example. And in the last in the last issue, there was a, a Berlin model and she was texting us. She saw our first publication and she fell in love and she went to Vienna and she wrote a very nice text. And we thought okay, maybe we give you the chance or like, let's let's do something, you know. And then we have it here because she got an interesting story to tell. It's not about her artwork. It was about the story and about the person.
1: But she was very interested. And, and sometimes we see... You
0: feel that, you know. Artist
1: write, uh, dear, uh, dear uh, Gap magazine.
2: Or dear editor. Yeah, or yeah. dear
1: editor, and you think, okay, uh, this is the wrong magazine. We are not the Gap magazine. We are the CEO magazine, yeah, yeah. and this is really, you say in Czech language, you say "trápni." That's <laughs> As, yeah. So I'm no I'm mass, pissed
0: and I'm like, okay, well, honey, yeah, no mess, <laughs>
1: no mess emails, right? Yeah,
0: no spams.
1: Yeah. Don't that's that, that's.
0: And sometimes the emails they want too much. That I I always get. I, I don't tell any names, but I get always a. Uh, um, A mail from a Viennese artist, and then she's like always um, writing a lot of stuff and a lot of content about her work, which is not you know it's it's too much. It's too much, you know. Well, that's always the same.
2: There was a time when we in the arts industry were taught to do that. We were told that this is the way you approach it. You basically you pitch an article, like so. We write most of it, so that basically you just. Like would revise it and sort of clarify it and sort of make it your style, but like we were taught, at least in the United States, that like that was a thing to do that you could do that, and and it's not true anymore. It's it really goes back to relationships and personal connections.
0: Yeah, of course, of course, but not, not, not always. No, not always.
1: No, no it's it's like that. It's very easy. You have an, you have an, because that that's why when you're an artist. It's like when you're a writer, when you're an artist, when you're an architect, when you're a graphic designer. You do your things not only for yourself because you're not an egoist and not an egocentric human being. You do it for somebody. So why do it? You why do you do your work for somebody? You want to tell a story. Do you, you want to make a, a better life for others? You want to t- to show them some somebody something beautiful or something very ugly. But you want to tell a story. So and think about what. You, why you want to tell somebody something, and that's <laughs> that's the point of all. Be empathic with your society. Be empathic with your audience. That's the point. And when when some artists write us some emails, I'm not sure at the end of the day of they really think about what they want to tell us. Why make this email my life better? And I I'm really I, I'm I, I really want to when, when somebody write me an email. I'm um, I, I I'm very careful and I really read the email and when I found out that this person really want to distribute something important to our magazine to the audience outside, of course we invite him to tell a little bit more about his work or we stalk them on the internet and we found You do we a found, lot
2: of stalking.
1: Yeah, we do a lot of stalking and we and some <laughs> and we really we found really good young talents already. Mm. True. Because we felt empathy uh, that's it that's that's mm. the point and uh or for instance you make an exhibition you made you made it as an artist you made it with love in white maybe in white and journalist invite him for dinner maybe a very yeah but for simple dinner invite him for bread with butter and good wine and then you talk with empathy about the art and or you find maybe you find um you write uh, the, the German daily newspaper and say, "Could you please write something about my art? Because maybe this art is very important in the climate change discussion." For instance, I know that you have a that you have a focus next uh, week about the climate change. I have an artwork and it fits to it. But of course, you have to do your research. You have to be.
2: I was going to say because that th- what you just said sounds, to a certain extent, and I don't mean to be like lazy sounding but like that's a lot of work to do like because it sounds like okay I've got to keep up with is there are they going to be who's doing articles in the future somehow trying to find that information out which is not always available it's a
1: lot of work but I think it's empathic because you because imagine when you yet when you as an artist are in a daily newspaper you have about 150,000 readers Mm -hmm. who see will see your artwork I mean that's uh that's i that's am like i'm payaba it's beyond cost it's beyond <laughs> the cost yeah. and of course it takes you a lot of, a a few hours to find it out, but I think not days, maybe hours maybe days but yeah no it's
2: <laughs> just it's it's interesting it's <laughs> i because mean, like you know i came from the background of like artists get galleries galleries do all this work for you, but the times have changed like the gallery many galleries Don't do this kind of stuff for you and a lot of the responsibility of keeping up with this stuff and being involved in this stuff has fallen back to the artist and We're not very good at it <laughs> like, Yes, at I know I shouldn't end- say we I'm not very good at it.
1: Yeah, but but at the end of the day It's about it's about how we want all to live together and I I I'm interested in you, and you're interested in me. And why? And an artist should think like this also. Why he, he should be interested in? He should be interested in other people. than the other people are interested in him.
2: Oh no! They- artists are completely egocentric, and they only care about themselves. And they see everybody else as competition for those you know those few articles and those few exhibitions and those few grants that are available. Like they are not group workers generally
0: really I highly disagree actually okay good (laughs) bring it on Um, I don't know I maybe I don't know maybe but in my field I've yeah in my community we have a lot of support and uh, but it's also I think a question of your personality for when I for example like someone you can get basically everything from me you know I I teach you how to send a proper (laughs) MailChimp newsletter to, I don't know, like to read your artist portfolio and, and to see what's what you can do better. And um, I think to be very jealous on each other, I think doesn't, yeah, it's, it's doesn't, doesn't pay bring, over. yeah, why? I mean,
2: don't get me wrong. I'm playing devil's advocate. You know that, right? <laughs> I do find that uh, there are a lot of very egotistical, self-centered people, and I have been that in my lifetime. I know that. And and through the process of even this podcast and just talking to many people, I realized that in my career, I made many mistakes. And one of those mistakes was, well, being a bit arrogant and egotistical and believing that like uh, uh, art was a solo practice. And this is a big thing that I've learned that I hope people start to understand through the process of hearing these podcasts is that as an as a creator you can do certain amount of your creativity by yourself you have to you have to but it takes a team or a tribe or a community to actually whatever get it out into the world uh complete it even like i mean cuz making your thing is nice but if nobody sees it or nobody knows about it it doesn't work and the way that it does get out there is through things like articles in your publication, uh, interviews on your website or exhibitions or whatever other way that they need to get out. And you need to have a good, we'll call it your empathetic relationship with other people in your, your community that you, you build to achieve that. It is not in the end, a solo thing you, you have to mm-hmm. be part of a community. Whether, to, to, whether you the, like your, it or not, and I think
1: maybe even when you do art, do you do art because it's a, ter- a therapy for you? Then it's maybe not an art which should be in should be showed in the public. Maybe it's then then it's a therapy for you. Let's stay with that. When you think it's an art, you want to, it's it's something which has to do with the society, with our life. Then you are really thrive when you're really driven with when it, when it we said you're you're an artist and you really want to tell something mm. then go out with it go out with it but i think a lot of artists it's more therapy and not the, not the other story <laughs> maybe mm. yeah i'm very strict now but sometimes when i get some artworks when i see some artworks i'm not sure if this is if this is more a something but yeah as, as a therapy yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. No, I understand that I get that but and uh, that's I think that's a again a, like another interesting shift that's gone on I think there was a time in art history where that was not relevant or, or or cared about like like having art for a for a reason or a, a cause or a, a thing it used to, to there was a time in art history where it was art for art's sake basically
1: yes art for art's sake anytime it's art for art's sake that that's not what I wanted to say at it, it, this mm-hmm. moment when you do art okay it's art for the art's sake that's that's true but yeah, at the end of the day I think <laughs> you want to tell something mm. and maybe not you by your, not yourself as an artist tell a story then ask somebody else who does it Hire or like in white or in white a very good art critic uh, and he he's he or she see it, sees it by, himself, by it or himself mm-hmm. by her or himself in, invite this person and show your artwork, but when you don't talk about it and you don't show it.
2: <laughs> what's the point
1: yeah what's the point how, how can we know something about it yeah maybe you are you're explored by accident but this is a fairy tale I think
2: yeah. oh, it's absolutely a fairy yeah. tale yeah. yeah I mean it anything any creative industry it it takes patience tenacity and hard work like you just have to put it in Uh, Too many people, too many young people these days think that it's an immediate thing. Like, you can just get stardom and be amazing. And and it takes decades to build a career, build a community, make connections, uh, expand consistently over a career. Instead, of we shouldn't be striving for, like, immediate stardom, but we should be trying to strive for sort of like incremental uh, growth over the course of our careers, as far as like income or, or quality of uh, exhibitions or whatever else it is kind of things like me, even like your publication, like you started as a online thing, then you have now incrementally grown into this printed publication. And then it's going to incrementally grow to a better and better publication over time. God knows where it's going to go, you know? So like, sorry, I didn't mean to bring God into this, but like, You know that it takes time like a lot of people are are looking too much for immediate gratification and and patience
1: yeah it's a little bit this hollywood story like uh this these youtube stars which got famous from one day to another i think this is this is not true and even there's some there's some this, this very there are these stars also in the art scenes I don't want to name There are also some, some Austrian artists, which are now internationally very well known and make a lot of money. But I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's a really long process. It's also when you, when you do do a magazine. I think, as you know, there are a lot of magazines now uh, are published, but most of them are published twice, and then uh, they stop it. It's a, but it's also okay.
2: <laughs> well, like, I had a conversation yesterday with a gallerist talking about how a gallery needs to be open for 10 years before it's even accepted as a reputable gallery mm. kind of thing. Mm. So that up until then, it's just a project. But mm. once they can say, we have been open for 10 years, suddenly, oh, you know how to do this well. We will respect you now. And it's to a certain extent, publications fall under that as well. Like... The like one or two, I've seen hundreds of one or two publications Absolutely. in my lifetime. But, but the publications that have been running for five, ten years, you're like, now nah, they're doing something right. Like, but
1: we live in a startup society and the startups are e- even are supported. And what means that I, I think this, the, I'm very critical because the startup that startup culture is something I cannot agree with because these young people have good ideas for a few years and most of them really, uh, they're not successful. They know and how I think to these, grow. And I think these companies which really work constantly for a longer time and really go step by step uh, step are much more, they, you should support them and not these young startup companies uh, Guys who have a very really good idea, but at the end, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, it's you, you need some, some results.
2: How would I get in? Uh, like, so how would I find that artist call? Like, do you have a newsletter? That yeah, I can we have sign a newsletter. Should I on be on website? your Facebook uh, group? Yes. Like, what's a yeah. what's a
0: way? Yes, yeah, so we communicate the call on different, uh, you know. Media social, media, social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, of course, our website and our newsletter.
1: we, s- we send it to the uh, academies. Yes,
0: we also spread it in other networks, which are related to art and, you know, graphic design, photography. So, and a lot of people reach in, it's... it's it's highly successful. <laughs> no, but like it it started, you know, it started small, but a lot of people um, are interested, of course, in in, in a good uh, publication. And that's why I think it's, its uh, I really try to, to write everybody back and to be nice and give a little feedback if there is time, maybe, you know. And also to see maybe it's not working for the print edition, but maybe we can do something online or, you know, we keep in touch or... They work in other way for us, I don't know. But it's it's a very good also network tool and to see what's happening in the scene and yeah.
2: At this point, so like in your current uh, two publications, how many how many separate sort of profiles or articles are there in one publication?
0: From the open call, you mean? Yeah.
2: Well well no in the results, so in the printed publication, how many articles are in it?
1: There are about twenty. There are twenty. I think twenty long or twenty-five mm-hmm. uh, articles. At least, I think. At so. least, and but again, uh, the, <laughs> the the most interesting thing is the online uh, the online magazine, and there you can also distribute. they yeah. There you can you can distribute weekly.
2: Well, my my question though was leading back to so like, if there's twenty five things in there, how many submissions do you get? So like I'm looking for sort of like a ratio of like twenty five to eighty. Public-
1: uh, submissions, and we choose about five
0: oh, or, three, okay. maybe. or three yeah it depends yeah it depends on, on mm-hmm. what we're planning to do mm-hmm.
1: but uh because but it it really at the end of the day we uh we write about these artists maybe in the online magazine, or we there's more cooperation or we cooperate with them, mm-hmm. so we say we do an interview with this, and this this person, do we want to make the pictures or Please send me your artwork because it really fits perfectly to this story. That, that's how, how we how we do it. And the next uh, edition is about. Uh, it's called the Wasted Issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not about waste. It's more about where. Uh, what what means what means that when we want to waste something, but do we have to waste something? Because to to waste something makes us happy. Of course, we cannot waste because of the climate change. We cannot waste everything but we have to waste and where are the borders and this I think it's a very interesting topic maybe it's not called the wasted issue which is it's a work in process now but yeah and and I mean when somebody hears this uh, uh this blog podcast broadcast <laughs> uh, you can submit your works yeah already you
0: can, now you can write us yeah. Mm. And yeah, it's the topic, it's um, also a little bit about luxury in a way. So it's um, what makes us also
1: makes luxury as, as happy, as happy makes it as, to be needed. Yeah, because luxury is, is, a, is a, b- a bad word. Now in our days, in the nowadays, it's a really bad word with a bad reputation. But is it so bad to be needed?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the subs- it's a part of our you... ability. All these topics, and every yeah. company is writing, yeah, it's it's organic and whatever. And, and the question is like, is it true actually? Because if you produce something you produce something, so is it then, I don't know, sustainable? I would say no. <laughs> it would don't be better to <laughs> Yeah, just don't produce it, just make it, I don't know, buy second hand, you know, it would be more sustainable. Mm. Anyway, so all these topics, but in a way it's also a privileged situation here in Middle Euro- Europe to talk about these issues and it's also, you know, we, we, we try to make this up because it's also a story on the topic where everybody is kind of like involved. And it has a lot to do also with politics, social standards, but also with the arts. So it's, um, yeah, that's the new mm-hmm. topic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is maybe somebody, uh, when he is on his podcast, uh, we want to have a new focus on science. Science and art. This is something uh, we are very interested in because I think really the scientists and the artists should come together. and Maybe the artists have really good ideas.
2: Oh, they make <laughs> the, amazing combination. Yeah, and exactly. I think
1: yeah, this is very interesting for us. And the other focus we want, as the other thing we want to focus on, is uh, fashion. But it means not fashion like you see it in the in the uh, in the in the magazines, in the female magazines of women. This, this like walk and so on. How can we talk about fashion? How can we make some fashion editorials? How? But this is really a very interesting topic, I think. And this is also a focus next year because in Vienna, maybe somebody from Prague wants want to visit Vienna. There will be a very big fashion um, exhibition in the Museum of uh, Applied Art. The opening is mid of February. It's a very big, big, big exhibition. And that's why we have to focus on fashion next year.
2: Lovely. All right. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank
1: you.